scream. They're not that interested in making them do sums. In fact, on most monsters' lists of hobbies, I'd have guessed maths ranked only slightly above sunbathing. Oh, come on, Jack, it growled. It's not that difficult. I shook myself, suddenly realizing what was happening. Five, I blurted out as the monster's face shrank and changed. Behind it, tables, chairs, kids, and an interactive whiteboard blurred out of nothing and snapped into focus. And suddenly I was wide awake and staring into the face of Mr. Ashford, the deputy head. Nothing was left of the monster. Well, nothing except the little piggy eyes and bad breath. Honestly, Jack, Mr. Ashford said, if your eyes hadn't been opened just now, I'd have thought you were asleep. I ignored the giggles of my classmates as Mr. Ashford returned to the lesson. I ignored the lesson, too. I had more important things to think about. It wasn't altogether surprising that I'd ended up falling asleep in class. The monsters had been unusually active lately, and Cherry and I had been kept very busy which meant, among other things, that I wasn't getting enough sleep at night. Nor was it odd that I'd fallen asleep with my eyes open. As a monster investigator, let's not be modest, as the world's greatest monster investigator, I'd developed something of an instinct for self-preservation. No, what troubled me was the nightmare. I don't do nightmares. Well, not about monsters, anyway. My worst dreams usually involve things like being locked in a room made entirely of pink sparkly books about fairies and having to read my way out. But this wasn't the first time lately that I'd had a bad dream about the monster underworld, and it was beginning to rattle me. I mean, in real life, the monsters never won. Never. Never had, never would. Not against me but for them to start winning in my dreams. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel good at all. When I got home, the first thing I did was to check our website. Our, meaning Slater and Jackson, freelance monster investigators. The Slater part is me, of course, and the Jackson part is Cherry Jackson, my best friend and the world's second greatest monster investigator, though according to Cherry, I'm second greatest and she's first. Cherry and I have been working together ever since we met on a mission in the monster underworld, which turned out to be the biggest case I'd ever taken on, and which ended up with both of us resigning from the Ministry of Monsters' roster of official monster investigators and going freelance. When we did that, we decided it would be a good idea to let other kids know about us online. And sure enough, every now and again, someone would add something to the guest book that proved to be worth investigating. Like today, for example. In amongst all the usual stuff about funny noises coming from downstairs in the evening, which inevitably turned out to be grown-ups watching TV, and the not-very-funny comments from teenagers about there's a monster in my house, can you get rid of it, it's my little brother, there was something, 
which looked interesting in a weird sort of way. It was from a kid calling himself Mousetrap, complaining about monsters hiding in his wardrobe. That's not so unusual in itself. It's not unheard of for monsters to creep out from under someone's bed while they're asleep, hide in the nearest cupboard, and wake them up by making spooky noises. Once the kid in question is thoroughly awake, they jump out and roar. What was odd, though, was that these monsters sounded as if they were hiding from something. Every night, for the past three nights, Mousetrap had been woken in the middle of the night by strange noises coming from the wardrobe. Some kids, if this happened, would do the sensible thing and snuggle up beneath the bedclothes, pulling them over their heads, what we monster investigators call...